When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Why is up, Steelers Nation? Thank you so much for jumping on to another episode of All Steelers Talk. I'm Noah Strackman, joined always by my main man, Stephen Thompson. Find us on YouTube.com slash All Steelers Talk or subscribe anywhere. You get your podcast, the Pittsburgh Steelers. They're working through another week trying to rebound from back-to-back losses against some uh, pretty poor teams as they prepare for the Indianapolis Colts. Got some pretty big injury news with TJ Watt and Alex Highsmith returning to practice yesterday, but still a wait and see work in progress situation going on there. Meanwhile, a very big NFL insider, a very important name when it comes to Mike Tomlin and Mike Tomlin news proposed a trade to possibly send the coach over to the NFC. We'll dive into that. Plus, Another NFL insider believes that the Pittsburgh Steelers should target a quarterback in the first round of the NFL draft. We'll talk about options there, if it's the right move for the Pittsburgh Steelers, and if they could possibly wait to try to fill other voids while waiting to grab a quarterback. It's a, it's a beautiful day out here in the Berg. City of Pittsburgh seems uh, nice and lively, which is, I mean, at this point in the year, it's just one one week. I think if you go back through our podcasts, you could go Every other week, it's either freezing cold and miserable or a beautiful day in the Berg. Either way, how you feeling, my friend? I feel good. It's uh, that um, our kind of extended long weekend here makes it feel like it's been a while since since we've talked. It's uh, that Thursday yes. game really throws off your schedule. So glad to be back. Yeah, yeah, I feel you there. It's uh, it's weird. It's the weird type of our time of football season. Like I had buddies texting me yesterday. And they're like, why are why are there two Monday nights or two days ago now? Today's mm-hmm. Wednesday. Doesn't feel like Wednesday. Two days ago, they're texting me, why is there Monday night football? Why are there two Monday night football games? Then I had to explain to them that Saturday football is a thing from here on out. It just feels like the NFL is just throwing everybody through a loop, but it's all right because football seemingly doesn't end. And I'm kicked out of the fantasy football playoffs, so I'm not really complaining there. Yeah, yeah, I know. I'm That's terrible. Tough. It's it was awful. I went from let me tell you, let me explain this. And I might have explained this earlier, but I started five and oh in this league. OK, was killing it. Had I mean, Jalen Hurts was my quarterback. Tyree Kill was my wide receiver. I had every Miami Dolphins player there possibly was. It was a great time. And then all of a sudden I just start losing and losing and losing. And I finished the year five and nine after starting five and oh dead last in my league. Went from five and zero to dead last in my league. Yeah, it was a it was a rough time. The, the worst part about it though is I'm the commissioner, so I have in my Venmo account is just like everybody's money, and it just yeah. sits there until I have to send it to somebody else at the it end just, of the year. Yeah, it just taunts you. It, it every sits day. there taunting you every day. Every day, I stare at it, and like you know, years past, you like put it in your bank account, and then you spend it because you don't think about it, and then you're like. Oh, all right, well, I just got to try to win. I do that every year, and I've never won. I've made the playoffs twice in this league. It's mm-hmm. it's a tough time. You ever come to me for fantasy football advice? My best advice is don't because 
I'm really bad. I'm just really, <laughs> really bad at fantasy football. That being said, let's dive into some possible trades that I should have made in fantasy football that maybe the Pittsburgh Steelers should make this offseason. NFL insider Jay Glazer, who if you followed the Pittsburgh Steelers, if you're close in the news or around the news of Mike Tomlin, you understand that of all the NFL insiders, Jay Glazer has a very strong relationship with Mike Tomlin, has always had a, a very good hand and a very good idea uh, about the news when it comes to the Pittsburgh Steelers head coach. He said that while he thinks that Mike Tomlin could be traded tomorrow and that he's not totally sure that the Steelers are looking to get rid of Mike Tomlin at this point, he did say if you're a team looking for a head coach, you should make a phone call. He dropped the Washington Commanders as a name to watch for that potential trade. And again, if anybody else says this, it's nothing. It's no big deal. Who cares? But Jay Glazer comes out and starts dropping names about potential trades and the possibility of Mike Tomlin actually heading somewhere else. You kind of feel like you have to listen. You hear this. You hear the Washington Commanders. There's every bit of this that we'll dive into, including what it's going to cost and what the compensation is and the, if it makes sense and how the Pittsburgh Steelers replace them. But the big question, obviously, to start here, I mean, do you take this with as much credibility, I guess, as most are taking it because it's Jay Glazer making their proposed trade? Yeah, I mean, sure, I do. But also, I mean, I, I don't think Glazer said anything super groundbreaking necessarily yeah. like he wasn't reporting that oh the Washington Commanders are interested in in Mike Tomlin he was just saying this would probably be a good idea for a team that's you know probably going to move on from from their head coach at the end of this year uh it's yeah. gonna you know has some talent that they might want to capitalize on right now like trading for Mike Tomlin is not the worst idea in the world for for this team so you give it credibility in the fact that it's maybe maybe a decent idea and maybe Glazer's just kind of doing McTomlinson favors, you know, planting planting the seed in some people's minds. Who knows? Yeah. But uh, yeah, I mean, I do, I do kind of believe him and think, you know, think that this is a good idea, or at least you know, an idea worth thinking about as well. Because I mean, it would kind of, you know, it. There's two different ways for both of these organizations to go. If you're Washington and Pittsburgh, you know, um, when you're approaching this trade, but it seems at least there's a there's an argument to be made for for this trade in the first place for for both of these sides both of them can kind of can kind of benefit and it's not you know it's not the silliest idea in the world no it definitely is not there's been it's crazy because washington every time the mike tomlin trade situation like comes about washington is the name to watch every single time i remember a couple of years ago it was the it was the first time i ever heard about trading a coach like you know as a fan from afar you like you don't like really think that's a real thing. We never grew up in an era where you traded a coach. I was sitting in the press box or I was sitting in the uh, conference room back in the day when it was still in the facility. It's like my first year there or something. And it's near the trade deadline. And all these rumors, these speculations start coming out of Mike Tomlin being traded from the Pittsburgh Steelers. And which is hilarious because we just continue to run the same cycles all the time with the Pittsburgh Steelers organization. And this is a prime example of that, but all those speculations start coming out. Somebody from, I don't know, the Washington post or somewhere shows up in Pittsburgh. He's sitting right in front of me. I remember I had no idea who this guy was 
everybody did. I was still new to the journalism game. So, you know, my apologies, probably big name, probably should have known who it was. I'm sitting there behind him. Everybody's asking random questions, just like, boom, injury updates, quarterback situation, blah, 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 blah. This guy at the end of the press conference, you know, starts talking and he says something like, I don't remember the exact words, but it was something like, you know, what are your thoughts on the speculations of being traded to the Washington commanders? And my eyes, like, I wish there was a camera because I was just like, what, what are you talking about, pal? And Tomlin blew it right off. Obviously. I don't think he gave him two, two words and we moved on, but I think it's hilarious that it's always Washington or at least has been Washington, which starts to make you believe maybe, maybe it does make more sense. And maybe there are more people talking about this than, than should be when it comes to the actual Glazer thing. Yeah, I agree. Like it wasn't, it was more just, if you want to start thinking about it, this is where you should start thinking about it. What's it cost? You know, you send Mike Tomlin anywhere. If you're the Pittsburgh Steelers, what are you looking for? If you're another team and you're sitting around thinking, I need Mike Tomlin, what are you giving up for a guy who hasn't won many playoff games in the last 10 years, hasn't won a Super Bowl in quite some time, but has produced, I mean, 17 winning seasons, what are you what are you giving up and what are you asking for for Mike Tomlin? Well, I think this is an interesting exercise because it's kind of it's measuring like results I think versus reputation. And I think Mike Tomlin yeah. has a better reputation outside of Pittsburgh right now than he has in it and probably has for a while. Yeah. Uh, so I mean you look at some of the coaches you've gotten traded before, I mean like Sean Payton, John Gruden, like I I think Mike Tomlin, at least his reputation and what other teams think of him as, uh, is closer to like those guys, you know, closer to, uh, you know, people think pretty highly of him outside of Pittsburgh still. And I think that could carry things a long way as much as, you know, people in Pittsburgh live to gripe about the results. I think people outside of Pittsburgh look at it more as, oh, Mike Tomlin did such a great job, you know, winning seasons and all that with imperfect rosters. Uh, so I still think if you're the Steelers, you you start and end the conversation at a first round pick plus, you know, a later a, a later round pick in the future. Um, that kind of seems to be, I mean, there aren't many trade many coaching trades to draw on, and I know every situation is different. But you look at the you look at the past, you look at history. That's kind of the going rate for a a, a coach of of Tomlin's caliber with that kind of resume. It's it's first round pick in uh, in the following year, and then. Uh, the year after, it's a it's a later round pick. So, uh, if you're the Steelers, I don't think you can afford to, or you shouldn't, you know, at least even consider going any lower than that. Because, I mean, you may like like I said, we may not think very highly of him right now, but I I can assure you, the rest of the league definitely does. Yeah, a hundred percent. You you leave the city of Pittsburgh. I mean, I we both have dads that are into sports, and every time I talk to my dad, every single time my dad calls me. And we're just talking football. He's always like, he's always constantly reminding me that Tomlin is just a phenomenal head coach. And he, and he's like, oh yeah. He's like, I can't believe Steelers fans are this angry. I'm like, I can, I get it. But I, I also get that, you know, the Denver Broncos haven't been good in a long time. So you're seeing it from a different perspective. The Washington commanders haven't been good in a long time. So they're seeing it from a different perspective. Mike Tomlin to these guys is, I mean, a godsend. This is the, this guy would change the organization. He, he doesn't even have to take him to a Super Bowl. He's just got to change the organization. But at the same time, 
I think that if Tomlin ends up somewhere else, like think of the culture shift that happens in another place and how like a fresh culture shift can actually improve that team. Like you go to a team with a bunch of talent who doesn't have a strong culture. Tomlin walks in there and changes the culture and everybody gets on him because they see the results. I think that's the biggest difference is in Pittsburgh, they have a higher bar and they're not meeting that bar, you know? So people are starting to look at it as the players, everybody are starting to look at it and saying, why can't we hit this bar? What is wrong with this bar? They're getting upset. That's causing issues somewhere else. The bar is if, if this is the Steelers bar, this is other teams bar. Tomlin could get here in two minutes, you know, it'd take them a week before that team is at that bar. And then you got everybody in that building believing in this guy and thinking that he's going to turn this around. That culture explodes. That's how you go win a Super Bowl. You know what I mean? That's what, when people talk about a fresh face and everything, that's, that's, that's the culture change that you would want. If you're another team, I agree. I think it starts with a first round pick. I think it's more, you know, like the Sean Payton thing I got, but like he also was out of league for a couple of years and to be quite honest, he didn't have the success that Mike Tomlin's had in the NFL. Like he's had a lot of success, ton of success, but Tomlin's got two Super Bowl. Uh, I guess Payton's got two Super Bowl appearances too, right? Or did no, just the one? I think no, he has two. I'm pretty sure because then he lose one to yeah, he lost one Payton. to, to Peyton Manning. Yeah, you're yeah. right. So they both have two. So I guess they are on the same the same pedestal there. First round pick. I, I mean, that's that's easy where they start. What did Denver get? Just a first round pick and then a future. Mm. Yeah, they Something. got like a future, like, I don't know if it was like a second. It was, but, a, it, but was. it was like right there. It was like second to, to fourth. Like it wasn't super low. I yeah, think it you're was right. A, at, oh, no, it was the second round. It was a 2024 second round. There you go. Wow. I think that's the bar that you set. I think it's at least a first and a second round pick. I think from there you see what you could get. Now the question is, if you're the Pittsburgh Steelers, are you taking that? Like if Washington calls you at the end of the season, you don't make the playoffs. Let's ask, let's act as, as if the Steelers lose the next four games, you don't make the playoffs. Washington calls you, Hey, here's a first and a second round pick. We just want Mike Tomlin. You taking that trade. And I'm, I mean, uh, clear as day, actually, are you taking that trade? I'm really tempted to say yes, because it feels like, I don't know. It feels like they're going to move on from Mike. I mean, I don't know. I have nothing to base that on. It's just kind of kind yeah. of vibes and 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 what I feel. But I, I feel like they're going to move on from Mike Tomlin at the end of the year anyway. So it's kind of a trade him while he has value type of thing instead of yep. a, instead of a let him walk for nothing. So, I mean, I, I think it kind of comes down to whether or not you if you're Art Rooney, you you are considering bringing him back next year like that's. I mean, if you're going to get rid of him, you might as well trade. I mean, as far as th- this seems like a fair deal, if you're going to do it, I'll put it that way. So like, if it's, if this, if you did put him on the trade block and this was the offer for him, I'd, I'd absolutely take that. I mean, shoot, that's going to be, a, I think right now that's a top four pick. It's like the number, I think the, wow. that's where the commanders sit right now. Like, are you kidding me? Do you like, do you, do you know what the Steelers could do with that? Like they could, <laughs> they could get a quarterback, right? Yeah, they could, they could, but like they could, they could do so many things with that in their, in their next pick and then getting another pick on top of that, maybe in the future. Like, I I don't know if you can really pass up that kind of opportunity. No, I, I think I, I think I agree. Like you, what you could do with that is because you keep your first round pick and if the Steelers continue to lose, like they're like a, they're a top 15 pick at this point, they're sitting like 
the 10 to 15 range. Could you imagine having the fourth pick in the draft and maybe like the 13th pick in the draft? And then knowing that you have to go next year and you get two second round picks and it doesn't even matter if Tomlin turns it around like that's still a second round pick. Is it is it worth the in your eyes is Tomlin and his philosophy and everything that's going on with the Pittsburgh Steelers irreversible enough? to where it's worth having to find a new coach. Cause I think people have like this worry. And, and I think that's the argument people are starting to make. I've seen it all over social media. I've seen it. I've heard it on the radio. I've seen it on ESPN and everywhere else that there is this argument of, well, what if your next head coach sucks? I, I'm somebody who's like, I don't think anybody in the NFL is sitting around going, man, we shouldn't make a move because what if that guy sucks? Like, I just don't think, I don't think that NFL teams think that way. I think they think optimistically and like this guy could be the next guy. Do you think that that's a real, like, do you think that that thought's there? Like, do you think that the thought of a first round pick, even if it is a top five pick being worth the risk of your next offense or your next head coach, not being the guy, even though Mike Tomlin has not led you to much postseason success in the last, I mean, zero postseason success in the last like six, seven years. Yeah, I've heard this argument too. And and I don't know, my, this is like really simplistic, but my, my, my counter argument would be just kind of don't hire a bad coach. Like, I don't know, like, <laughs> I, I don't saying. think that, I don't think that reality is like baked into, into the, the notion of firing Tomlin. Like you don't, don't have to fire hire a bad coach if you if you fire Mike Tomlin you know and yep and so I I I would say to answer your question like yeah I think that is worth the risk I would just if I'm the Steelers and I'm gonna do this I don't I'm not gonna live in my fears quite on to to borrow Tomlinism I'm, I'm not gonna live in the fear <laughs> of, of of not being able to hire a good coach I'm just I'm gonna make the best hire I can and kind of have faith in in that I I I don't think you do this. I don't think you avoid making a move because you don't trust yourself to to hire someone good. That that feels completely wrong to to me. Yeah, the using a Tomlinism to describe how the Steelers should probably move on from Mike Tomlin if the opportunity presented itself is that was that was a move right there. That was that was smooth. I agree. I I I don't live in that fear. I I don't think any NFL team lives in that fear. I don't think anybody in the NFL is sitting around going. Man, we've gone through a dozen interviews. We cut our candidates down to two guys, but we're pretty positive they're both going to suck. We're right. we're very nervous that neither of these guys are going to be good. I don't think anybody sits around and does it. I mean, in like worst case scenario, man, just go get like go get a, go get a veteran who's got like two three years left in his. Go hire Bill Belichick. You know, tell Bill <laughs> come over to Pittsburgh, and go come hang out, and just go hire everybody else around him and and just see if it works. Who cares? But I agree. I don't know. I don't want to say a situation to monitor, but definitely something to to start wrapping your brain around and considering as a possibility for the Pittsburgh Steelers, because I'm sure that teams will actually call in the offseason, especially if things start going wrong. And Steelers would never like make it known that Tomlin's on the hot seat, but the national media will ramp that story up. And if that happens, teams will start to make some phone calls. The other big news from an NFL insider this week, Peter King was talking on 93.7 The Fan. He said that he believes the Pittsburgh Steelers should bring in some competition for Kenny Pickett during the NFL draft. We talked about 
Jaden Daniels has a possibility. We kind of decided collectively that Justin Fields might be a, a better option than Jaden Daniels if those opportunities presented itself. He's saying a first-round pick. He, he named a guy like Bo Nix as a possibility for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Two questions here for you. Are, if you're the Pittsburgh Steelers and you only have one first-round pick, are you spending it on a quarterback? Are you considering spending it on the quarterback? And do you think that the quarterback options where the Steelers sit are going to be good enough to kind of like, I don't know, move the bar a little bit or or teeter the teeter the the whatever the the tot or whatever the thing is, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. About I get you. Tip yeah. tip the scales. Tip the scales. Thank you. On uh, enough to warrant the the move. Um. So I think I, I don't hate the idea of taking a quarterback at all. Um, but. I think the first round would be a little early, especially considering how deep this quarterback class is. Like mm-hmm. when you think about the difference between, I don't know, like take your pick of, of random quarterbacks who are going to maybe go in the first round. Like right now it's like, I mean, I've seen Penix in there. I've seen Jaden Daniels get a lot of shine recently um, after yep. he won the Heisman. Bo Nix, a guy you mentioned, like the difference between guys like that versus a Quinn Ewers or a Carson Beck or, uh, a JJ McCarthy, like h- how different is it, you know? Um, and so I think if you're the Steelers, if you are also, I mean, look, if we're, if we're full blown, you know, Kenny's not the guy and we we've got to panic and, and we don't feel like we have a franchise quarterback, then by all means go, uh, go for it in the first round, take your, take your home run swing on a quarterback there because you need it. Uh, if yeah. you don't think Kenny's the guy, but if you think Kenny even has the potential to be, a serviceable starter, then I think you wait until the second or maybe even the third, because this is just such a quality quarterback draft class that you can afford to wait a little bit, in my opinion, and still get a guy who's competent and then get a guy who can win you some games and, and be a good starter for you. Um, so unless I, I, you know, I, I, unless we're really hitting the panic button on this whole thing, if we're firing Mike Tomlin and we're, uh, and we're getting rid of Kenny Pickett, we don't think that either of those guys are, are it, then, uh, then yeah, let's let's take a swing on Jaden on Jaden Daniels or something at pick whatever fifteen, eleven, twelve, where, wherever the Steelers end up. But uh, for right now, given where they stand, and and I'm someone who's not completely out on Kenny Pickett yet, so I'm saying if you are drafting a quarterback, it's got to be depth. Uh, it's got to be competition. It's not necessarily taking a swing on a guy that you think is going to be an actual franchise quarterback. And you're not, you know, I don't think you introduce that kind of. Yeah, no, I don't think you may. I, I don't know. I, I don't think you use that kind of draft capital unless you think that you need a franchise quarterback and that you can get one in that first round. I agree. I don't think that you're bringing in a first round guy, especially a top 15, top 20 pick and saying, eh, well, you know, worst case scenario, this guy spends his career behind Kenny Pickett. That's like, yeah. what do you that's worse than drafting Kenny Pickett. That's as bad as it gets. Like, yeah, if it's it's OK to admit that Kenny isn't the guy after you gave him an opportunity. It's not okay to have two first-round quarterbacks sitting there competing with each other and saying, well, there's a possibility that the guy we drafted higher than Kenny Pickett, after we realized Kenny Pickett might not be it, is also not the guy. That would be worst-case scenario for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, again, if Kenny comes back at the end of the season and the Steelers make the playoffs, and in those last two games, Kenny looks atrocious, and in those two games, you just make the decision – it's over. We're not going to stick with Kenny Pickett this offseason. Then you draft a first-round quarterback, and you feel just fine. 
But like you said, this draft is so deep. You could find a Michael Penix. You can make a move up. You know what I mean? Like if, if your guy, if you have a guy in mind, that guy is there in the, in the top of the second round or in the early portions of the second round, go up and get him. Like, you know, it's not that hard to move up after the first round. You can make that move to go get a quarterback if you want to, or you could sit around and just draft somebody that you feel is is competent enough to to come in here and help. The Steelers have too many options or too many issues. I think that's the biggest thing. Like you need a right tackle. You need a center. You probably need another wide receiver somewhere. You need an inside linebacker unless Cole Holcomb and Alandon Roberts and Quana, if, unless everybody's coming back and they're healthy, you probably need a safety. You definitely need a corner. Like there are a lot of, you need to fill these positions immediately for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Quarterback is, is definitely on the list should be very high on the list. Not worth, not worth the first round pick when you could fill a void. You know what I mean? Like you draft a right tackle, that right tackle is your right tackle. There's no questions there. You draft a corner. That's your corner. There's no questions there. You draft a quarterback. It's like, eh, well, we might've just wasted a first round pick, but you never know. We could get better. And then what do you do with Kenny Pickett? Like, I think that's the, the other, the other side of this is if you draft a first round quarterback, you know, the, everything for Kenny Pickett goes lower. Whereas in, if you draft a second round quarterback, Kenny Pickett's stock remains high, maybe not as high, but it remains higher than it was. And if at some point along the way, you've decided Kenny is not your guy, I still think he, he holds some trade value to, to move on from. Whereas if, you know, you draft, you draft Bo Nix, you're getting, uh, you know, remember Josh Rosen, that you're getting dro- Josh Rosen value for Kenny Pickett, which is nothing. And yeah. at that point, that's just... That's just wasted compensation. Do you think there's a chance that if they do draft a quarterback and he beats Kenny Pickett out next season, that they move, that they actually like move on from Kenny, that they, that they move him somewhere else? Oh yeah. I mean, totally. Like, I mean, that feels like the kind of logical next step. Like, yeah, I don't know. I feel like you could get better value. You could get better value than, than what Kenny would bring you as a backup. If you, if you traded him, um, cause he still had, I mean, like, as much as we all don't really, you know, as we've kind of been critical of Kenny Pickett at certain points, like I think there's, I think it's kind of, I, I think he has a better reputation outside of Pittsburgh, and I, I definitely think that yeah. you could, you could find a team out there who suffers an injury to a starting quarterback and and needs someone who can step in and be, be serviceable for them uh, around a good team. I think that that could absolutely happen. Um, probably should happen. I mean, if you. If you find a new franchise quarterback, I think you got to try to maximize Kenny Pickett's value to you. And his, he does not hold a ton of value to you as a backup, I think. I think that's yeah. kind of a, a little bit of a waste, not only like a waste of his talents, quite honestly. Like I said, like I'm I'm not as out on Kenny Pickett as maybe some other people are. Um, but uh, I, I think he doesn't really give you anything. Like he's not, he's, you invested too much in him for him to be a backup, like, if you're if he's not gonna start for you, then you gotta you gotta get rid of him and you gotta you gotta get some some better value for him that way. Yeah, I uh I agree wholeheartedly. I, I don't think that you I don't think you I don't think it's worth having I think Kenny's a good guy. I don't think Kenny would ever be an issue in the locker room. But I also don't think that like morale wise it's good, especially for a guy who you see miss open wide receivers who you've seen lack confidence on a football field in his decision making it's not going to be great to bench him and then one day have to rely on him and say, all right, Kenny, go ahead, 
Go go see what you like. We believe in you, buddy. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. yeah like I just don't think that that works out in that situation. Mm. It's better to just go get a veteran and say, all right, well, like this guy's expectation, is, you know, go get Tyron Taylor and say, worst case scenario, you're in there and you'll be just fine. Or like Jacoby, a career backup who doesn't hold that bar because I think then Kenny, yeah, like it starts to, and then you know it becomes a a giant question mark. To go full circle here before we head out. Washington Commanders call. They hold the fourth pick in the draft, okay? Washington Commanders call. They say, hey, we want Mike Tomlin. We'll give you a first and a second next year. You say, all right, the Steelers hold a top 15 pick, whatever. Are you taking that? And this is during the draft, okay? During the draft. Caleb Williams goes first. Let's see what the draft order looks like. Right right this very second. The draft order. I believe it's Patriots. Patriots are at second. Okay, so they're taking a quarterback. Drake May, baby. let's Let's say the Bears do not, okay? Say the Bears don't take a quarterback. Number two, New England Patriots, whoever they pick. Number three, Arizona Cardinals don't take a quarterback. Let's say best case scenario for the Pittsburgh Steelers happen. They're sitting there at four, either Drake May or Caleb Williams sitting on the board for these guys. Washington Commanders call you. Hey, we want Mike Tomlin. We'll give you this part. We'll give you the fourth pick and next year's second. Done deal. Are you taking that pick and drafting Caleb Williams slash Drake May? Or are you you going a different direction? I mean, if Caleb Williams or Drake May are there, I mean, those I feel like are, I you know, obviously don't expect them to be there, but those are like game-changing offensive talents, I feel like. So, you know, franchise cornerstone type guys. So, I mean, shoot, even if they aren't there, I would, I would take this deal. Like, I don't know, like... I don't know that I don't think it's dependent on whether or not a quarterback is there. Um, I mean, I would take Drake May or, or Caleb Williams. I feel like would be pretty obvious upgrades over Kenny Pickett. But uh, are you drafting a quarterback it, in that situation though? Like, say one of the like does that um, does that remove all question of Kenny Pickett competition? Blah blah blah. Like, if that scenario presents itself, is it all right? It's over. Tomlin, Kenny, done. This is a new era of Pittsburgh Steelers football. Welcome Drake May and new head coach Bill Belichick. Not I, actually, but you know. <laughs> yeah, no, I get what you're saying. I mean, I don't I don't hate that. I mean, I don't hmm. I mean, I think you'd have to know what the rest of the roster looks like. Like I don't Man, this is tough. Right. Because I mean still like throwing Drake May behind that line or throwing Caleb Williams behind that line, like, is not ideal either. Uh, and, no. and you, you still, still got a first round pick. You, you yeah. still have like your first round pick. Yeah, I'm probably considering. Yeah, I, I, you know, fine. I'll, I'll throw myself into it. I'll say yes. Uh, I feel like there's just that's too, too sweet of a deal to pack up, pass up to get a fourth overall pick on top of a 15th overall pick and maybe give yourself a fresh start and a hard reset that this, this organization. I don't know if they need it, but you know, I don't think it could hurt them, quite honestly. Yep. Um, so. Yeah, I'm. I'm gonna say yes. I'm gonna. I'm gonna plant my flag. I'm gonna say yes. I would take that deal. I a hundred percent agree with you. If Wash, if Washington calls, and Washington's only a game back from like the Patriots, I believe, and the Cardinals. You you sit there, you know. What I mean, you somehow climb your way to two, three. Washington calls. Hey, look, we want Mike Tomlin. Yeah, cool. Sounds good, pal. There, see ya. We appreciate all the work. We'll figure it out from here. You get one of those quarterbacks. You trade Kenny Pickett immediately, Kenny, and like you know, I I wish both these guys all the best in this situation. But you trade Kenny Pickett immediately. You see if you can get a second round pick for the guy, and or maybe a third, 
and then boom, you just stack everywhere else as, as much as you can throughout the rest of the draft around your new quarterback. Yeah, no, I'm feeling uh I'm feeling pretty all right about that. And I think if you told if you told a hundred Steelers fans, eighty of them would be like, You're nuts if you don't take that deal. So I mean, if you told a hundred Washington fans, a hundred of them say we'll take Mike Tomlin immediately. So two sides of the coin, but I'm all in on that move. hundred percent. With that said, we'll see what happens in April. But for right now, the Pittsburgh Steelers are just trying to win some football games. We're heading out of here. Thank you guys so much for jumping on to another episode of all Steelers talk. Make sure to subscribe to us on YouTube, youtube.com slash all Steelers talk. Check us out anywhere you get your podcasts. And as always find all of our work at all and all of our pit coverage at InsideThePanthers.com. We will be back on Friday to go through Steelers Indianapolis Week 15. Enjoy another beautiful day in the Berg. Peace.